dawn of a new era. Next level. Raw. In your face. Hard hitting. To the edge. PWE is talking sports. The all-star crew, Dan O'Mac, Brokowski, ABZ, Chinstrat Jesus, and Jamal. And your host, Vicaz. New beginning is now. Talking sports is back. And I am Big Kaz, and I've brought the whole crew with me. I got Dan O'Mac. I got Jamal, I got Brokowski, AVZ, and Kyle Barrett. We're all here. We're all got a lot to talk about. We haven't been around for a minute. Football season's halfway through. We got new uh, World Series champ. Oh, new. Well, let's, we'll go past that. But a lot of sports are going on right now. And I guess we'll start it right off. Anybody got anything to open up the show with? How you guys doing? Good, man. It's good to be back. Great to be back. Verlander got another ring. So, yeah, baseball ended in the right terms. Oh, Houston won the World Series? That tells you how much I watch baseball. Yes, yeah, I won it early. Congratulations to the Houston Astros. They won the World Series. Uh, You know, I didn't watch all of it all the way through, but I was kind of pulling for Philly in that one, to be honest. Is is Houston still cheating? Is that still a thing? No, actually, Jose Otuve is the only person left from that whole scandal. Oh, that's I mean, right. Of course, they could be. I don't know. It's not like I play in Houston. That's right. The Tigers. They don't look like it. That's I mean, right. The Tigers have the... Like, all these guys came up through their farm system and shit. So. Don't the Tigers have the manager that cheated? Yeah. They do. Yeah, they well, apparently us. he's not cheating anymore because they suck. So <laughs> everyone's not cheating. I was Bryce Harper. I'm a Bryce Harper fan, so I was pulling for him. He has to have surgery on his elbow, I saw. Yeah, I've seen that. He's got that Josh Allen injury. But you know what? Good vibes to Justin Verlander. He finally won a World Series game, and the yeah. monkey is off his back, so it's positive vibes for Verlander. Is he coming he back? I did Hopefully see that, so. man. I was just about to bring that up. Is I did see back? rumors of a... I mean, I don't know how possible, and it's just, you know, dirt sheet type shit, but Verlander coming back to Detroit to finish out his career? I did hear an interview last year. Uh, his brother retired from baseball because he was in the Tiger system and said that, I guess, he helps manage his brother. He, he you know, helps manage Verlander's stuff and said that that's the intentions is he's going to come back at least one year at the end of his career to play in Detroit to end in Detroit. So well, it's mean, not gonna be Detroit. I heard he wants three years, 135 million. Well, if he plans on playing four more years, he can go somewhere for three years and come to Detroit for a year just to just to end his career. Big things change when you win another Cy Young like he's about to do right now. How do you guys feel like that? Like a player like that? Uh yeah, Verlander, he's a great pitcher, but rounding out the end of his career, would you want him to come back to and play for the Tigers? Is he going to make an impact? Is it just a leadership role in that sense? Yeah, because who else is watching him? So if he comes, we might pay attention and watch him more, right? Right. Yeah, and, I mean, people here watch Houston because of him. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, look at people that – teams are always about someone was their star returns – you know, whether it's as a player or a coach. So if he comes back for a year, 
whether he's going to start, you know, whether he can help the young guys, whether he just wants to come back to say, I end my career at Detroit, you know, then it's going to be the conversation. If he does come back, then the conversation will be had. Who's he going to the Hall of Fame with? Uh, an Astros hat or a Tigers hat? If he comes It'll be a back. Tigers hat, without a doubt. I think. If he comes back. No, if he don't even come back, it should be a, it'll be a Tigers. Well, we if think not, so. It'll but... be a mistake. We don't know, but if he comes back, that would probably submit him going in with a Tigers hat on. Yeah, it's a good His point. Whole career, every every milestone he got, uh, big wise, he did in Detroit. No, Houston, we did. He got two World Series, get a ring, he, he and get a World Series win. Finally, he got two World Series rings. One was the cheating scandal, and another a Cy Young year in Houston. But in Detroit, yeah, he got the MVP. And a couple of Cy Youngs. So yeah, it's 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 definitely closer than you think, Brokowski. Nah, I don't I don't think so. I, I really don't. Well, I think if all. he comes It'll back be Detroit or nothing. I think if he comes you. back, then that's a good indica- indication he'll go in with a tiger hat on. But if he doesn't, probably looking at where he won his his uh his World Series rings. I agree with you, Dan O'Mac there. And then we're gonna move right on. Starting uh, Next week, uh, the 20th, the World Cup comes back, you know, and we don't talk a lot of soccer, but it is a very international type thing. And uh, go USA. Their first game's Monday on the 21st at 2 p.m. And they play Wales. Uh, if you watch it, keep up with it. It is sometimes fun, but. I love World Cup soccer, but I heard that the conditions for the countries where they're staying and stuff is like the worst than that one Olympics. They say it's really, really bad. I mean, it's in uh, Qatar this year. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's where it's at. And yeah, you're right. They, they Countries like this, they get all this extra money for hosting, and they put it basically all into the stadium. Uh, the stadium right. is a work of art. I don't know if you've seen that. It's incredible. But yeah, you look around to the neighboring, you know, you still got people living in shacks, if that's what they even got. I hear something about they're staying in shipping containers, but they're not like redone shipping containers. They're just straight up. They like, I don't know, but they say it's bad. They say it's worse than that. Uh, Olympics where they were sleeping on, uh, instead of beds, they had uh, cardboard boxes. And that they were sleeping on. Always an issue with stuff like this though. Like Olympics, the world cup, isn't like this always a problem that comes up. Well, I mean, it's, when you play like international type sports like that, there it's going to be all over the world, and not but, everybody. I mean, third world countries still have teams, you know. But you think about lower, it. But you think yeah, about most it, of them are better than us. It would yeah. cost less for the World Cup organization or the Olympics to send the Olympics to somewhere like that. It's going to cost them less to host it there, have it hosted there, than if they come to the United States or. Or or Germany or somewhere that's a country that's more established, they're gonna have to pay pay United States more to host the uh, to host the World Cup or to host the Olympics. So it's it's it's, it's all about business. It's it part of the experience too, like right uh, international play and how people live, law of the land, and the conditions do that can impact uh, certain teams more than others and. Uh, we get to see how people live in other parts of the world. That's why the World Cup is so awesome to me. It's the world's game. So we get to see all the types of countries that we never watched their sports weren't for the World Cup. Right. Yeah, and they have one of the coolest trophies, too. I, I do enjoy that trophy. And 
as a previous yeah, conversation we've had on another show was the trophies and yeah. but yeah uh it's gonna be it's crazy you know world cup it's winter time over here but over there I, i'm not sure what the weather conditions will be like for them but i mean they play soccer all year round man so we'll see how it unfolds uh usa has been playing pretty decent in their uh pre-cup exhibition matches uh there is some definite hype around them so maybe we get one maybe we get one maybe jumping right from the world cup we're gonna go hand this over to avz and he's gonna give us some of the ins and outs what's been going on in the mixed martial arts world and well yeah so a lot's been happening uh so I'm not going to dwell too long on this, but there was a big pay-per-view last uh, Saturday. Jenny has cut it 281. Yep. You guys caught it? I just seen the highlights uh, afterwards. That's cool. All right. Hell yeah. So like, let's talk about the main card real quick. Uh, just some little lower card stuff. It looks like Dan Hooker's not dead yet, but uh, Frankie Edgar is. We've known that if you've been watching, uh, which I'll call that Frankie Edgar thing back in a little bit, but. Uh, in one of the featured bouts, it was Daniel Poirier versus uh, Michael Chandler. And exactly what we thought was going to happen did happen um, as far as their styles, right? Uh, Michael Chandler, big ball of muscle, crazy big for the weight class, came out swinging. He wants to win in the first round, doesn't get it done. By the end, he's a little gassed. He wins the second round, but Poirier just sticks around. That's what he does. He builds like he just gets stronger, stronger as the fight goes on. You saw that happen. He finishes him in uh, round three. There was a great fight between two guys that are, you know, perennial contenders in that lightweight division. So uh, then we had two championships change hands. This one was expected. Uh, Zhang Weilei did take the title from Carlos Barza, who took the title from Rose Navajunas recently. And this is a big example of uh, Styles making fights. So – Carlos Barza, like the premium wrestler of her division, she takes it from Thug Rose, who's a premium striker of her division. Wele is a lot more rounded. She actually submits Carla in the second round, but going into this, as far as it was at, the champion, was actually the underdog. I don't think anyone had any doubts that Zhang was going to win that one. Um, and exactly, you know, that happened. I think it was a pretty dominant performance for Zhang. And now it's like, what happens, right? Is it Esparza who gets a rematch? Like, I don't know. Maybe, like, Thug Rose has quite a few wins over Zhang, so maybe it's, now it's Thug Rose. But then what happens? Like, then then what? Do you mash her up with Esparza again and Esparza wins? Like, it's, it's a three-way dance there. It's very strange. Um, and then we had the main event, which was Israel Adesanya, one of the faces, one of the last remaining faces of MMA. He dropped his belt to Alex Pereira, which is very interesting because he's only had eight fights in MMA as a pro, but he was a top-level kickboxer. He actually beat Adesanya as a kickboxer. Adesanya also a huge kickboxer. Adesanya was winning the fight. He was winning the fight, I would say, 3-1. to one. Uh, But he was definitively winning that fight going into the last round. He was playing his game. But the thing about it was so is Pereira. So he actually kind of had Izzy up against the cage kind of a lot. And Pereira does get the knockout, the TKO there in the fifth round, which is kind of crazy. But we have a new champion. And all of that aside, we have a lot of new champions since we talked last. And what's crazy is I feel like we're seeing a shift in, you know, the big names of MMA right now that you get every four, five, six years. 
And so, like, Connor, is he around? I mean, he's around. But, I mean, you know, if you want to compare that to, like, wrestling, relying on Connor for, like, a big pop or a big, like, pay-per-view is, like, relying on The Undertaker in 2018 to sell your pay-per-view for you. Like, he's not – like, you know, it's – you. What are you? What are we really doing here? How many fights does he have left in him? Like, can you get him interested? And all of the names that we had before this, like for example, Usman was one of like the big, staunch top guys. He drops his belt to Leon Edwards, and meanwhile, lurking in that division, you have the new big bad, the big heel of all of MMA right now. You have Chimaev, who now he's talking about going up and fighting a middleweight, taking on Pereira, which they can't do because then what happens, right? At middleweight, you had Adesanya, who was also one of the big names. He drops his belt. Okay. And he drops it to Barrera, which I don't think was the fight to make. Maybe it was, but so you have to run it back probably. And in that mix, you have the former, former champ, Bobby Knuckles, Robbie Whitaker, who's been winning quite a bit. Maybe this is a better matchup for him. Probably not, but who knows? Then you have like lightweight is way open. I think we talked about Yuri Frosco winning that. Heavyweights, like, like, that title doesn't exist right now because it's on Nganu and Nganu won't fight unless he gets a new contract, which isn't happening. Uh, I mean, you saw the lightweight belt. Oliveira was like the new guy ever since, uh, you know, Habib was gone. And now that's on Makachev. Meanwhile, in there, you see all like the names that you normally see, Gaethje, Poirier, uh, Chandler. But then there's this guy, Benil Dariush, who also deserves a shot. He's been quietly like rising up the rankings, but he also like, he doesn't sell pay-per-views. Like, you don't know who that is. But then you have Figueredo, who's been the champion for a long time. It's hard to find people that fly away for the men's division. Aljamain Sterling, but, you know, maybe it's Sean O'Malley. Maybe the next big guy is the Sugar Show. Uh, he looks like he's legit, and it looks like that might be the next fight to make. And leading the pound-for-pound uh, -pound weight classes is Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, but he's cleaned out his weight division. And, like, what do you do with him? <clears throat> And it's, so, like, maybe the biggest names right now are actually the girls, I think. I Like, Nunez is back as the champ champ. Uh, she dropped it for a little bit to Juliana Pena, former tough winner. And then uh, she's now the champ champ again. And then you have Valentina Shevchenko, who almost lost her last match against Santos. So that's interesting as well. So I think, like, the biggest mainstay games that you might have, like, from that era right now are actually in the girls. Like, I think that Nunez – might be your biggest like headliner right now as far as like main events go maybe it's Shevchenko I think maybe it's time for them but we're seeing a changing of the guard here and I think it's very interesting because all the names that dominated the last like three four or five years they're showing you know kinks in the armor and like that big face is gone so I don't know who Dana is going to go to to supply that big name like are you going to go to the names of the past or are you going to like Diaz is gone now like Ferguson I don't think wants to be there anymore like what are you and those guys are clearly done so like you look at guys like Frankie Edgar using him on the main card realistically with his record as of late he's a legend but like you know he should be in that Cowboy Cerrone discussion where he should be fighting on probably the prelims but you know you got to get the name on there and so, like, they need to build new stars. I don't necessarily know who that is. Maybe Patty the Batty, but he's, like, he's so green. You know what I mean? I love what that guy. What do you guy. guys think about that? I love that right. guy. Right. Him? Sugar Sean O'Malley? What do you, what do you guys think? I, I would like to backtrack because I do have a question. You mentioned, mm -hmm. I, I believe it was the heavyweight champ is not yeah. taking it because of uh, contract 
issues yep, or whatever. Ghana. So what what is the process? Let's say he they the negotiations don't uh, come to and he's the champ. When do they decide? Do they just strip him of it or uh, where do they go from there? So I think they're at, they kind of got their balls in advice here because they probably need to create an interim champion, right? And I think that they're holding out for uh, Stipe versus John Jones. But God knows when they're going to be ready to do it. They've been talking about that for forever. So when that, like, and then you have the big issue here of, like, with Nganu holding out, right, he's a huge name. And so they have a vested interest in wanting him to, like, they, people need to see him lose that title in order to consider him not the best. So what do you do, right? It's like, you have all these guys, you have, like, a lot of upper mid-card type heavyweight guys, but, like, getting the top, top guys to fight right now is, like, you know, you're not really going to see it, like, I don't really know. I, I think definitively you look at this group of top guys that they have, and there's no way that you don't say it's Ngannou. And so because of that, you you need to get him signed. And he's he's been fighting against, like, uh, fight or pay for a long period of time. So it's one of those things where it's like you can't just pay him. You have to pay everybody. It's kind of his deal. So – Maybe you really that's what think, needs to You really think he's controlling what happens in this? You don't think Dana White's going to, at some point, say, fuck it, we're going to get an interim yeah. champ, and and if he wants to come back, we got to have a unification match, or you're not coming back, or we're not I signing mean, you, and you just go away? Okay, so he is – so not so much him, but, like, it's not just him, right? So, like, you have – like as obnoxious as this guy is, you have Jake Paul leading the march on this too. Weirdly, weirdly. Uh, because now fighters like who are the big draws who like are done. Uh, maybe you see Diaz do it next, but it was uh, Anderson Silva, et cetera. Like they want out of their contracts because they want to go box Jake Paul to get that payday. They want that Conor McGregor type money that you get in boxing. And Jake Paul saying, hey, wait a minute, why aren't you making that in MMA? Which, with the numbers, it is you're going like, hey, you know, I, some of the top guys do deserve a pay raise. I, I heard something about Jake Paul and uh, who, he fought Anderson Silva, right? Yep. I thought they were doing something where if Jake Paul won, they were going to start a union for, uh, for combat fighters. I, I mean, they say a lot of things, right? Like, we'll, <laughs> we'll, I, I'd love to see it, right? So as MMA is like very, very similar to professional wrestling, realistically. I mean, like they rely on pay-per-views. So it's the old model of professional wrestling, realistically, right? right? And Dana has always pushed, like he's used the Vince McMahon model. He pushes his top stars. So Conor McGregor, cool. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. Uh, and they would push that kind of thing. Like Izzy, he's the guy. He's the guy. Usman, he's the guy, he's the guy. Well, what happened, like, right now, there's no the guy, right? right? And so it's, like, can the brand weather it? And, the, like, and everyone now wants their money. So who knows? Like, maybe this will shift. Maybe it won't. But, like, it all comes down to Dana. It comes down to what he wants. Like, does Nganu have control of it realistically? Of course he does. You know what I mean? But 
Dana is again seeing all of his like top stars like they don't have the belts right now. So what do you do? You have one one big star left who has a belt who you can bring back to maybe do this, but like, uh, can you can you get him can you get him to fight again? I mean, he will fight again. I'm sure of it. You know, what I mean, he saw his fights on his contract, but like, he wants that pay raise, and I understand. So I don't know. I, I think that you have as good of a chance as getting a fighter union started as you would getting a wrestler's union started. So. I mean, it's tell, nice to don't know. tell Justin Maine that. <laughs> right. It's nice to know that there is athletes going to bat for other athletes in, in that sense. But uh, like you said, what is it going to do to the sport when the big stars aren't the ones, you know, headlining things and, and whatnot? Right. Um, what's coming up? Anything big coming up that people should be looking for? Uh, big fights, uh, big pay-per-views in the next month or, or so? Yeah, I mean, so uh, you are going to get um, UFC uh, on December 10th is going to be UFC uh, 282, which is kind of interesting. It's it's headlined by the rematch between uh, Glover Teixeira and Yuri Prohaska, what heavyweight titles on the line. Um, and what's interesting about this this card is the way that they're going to have to sell it is that it's one title match at the top. You know, you have Jan Blachowicz, the former champion, like fighting there too. But like the big name on this card is Patty Pimblet. That's your that's who you're selling, and it's a it's a lightweight bout. And uh, let me check really quick. I don't even think that Patty's ranked right now which is crazy. And like, that's going to have to be your big selling point of the fight, which is why I'm kind of saying, or it's like, what? Yeah, he isn't right. Like, what are we doing? Like, how, like it's cool. It's very, very cool. That that's a thing, but you now have some of your biggest young names, you know, they're so new to the sport. You have to protect them. So like now, now it's going to be really interesting to see like what happens, right? Like if I'm Dana, I do not want to see Patty get beat. You know what I mean? Mm. So that means you don't want to push him up the card too fast. But at the same time, you want to push him up the card really fast because you want that money, right? Right. You want those big fights. But can Patty Pimblet hang with a Makachev with a Poirier? Like, uh, you know, can't, can he fight Oliveira? Uh, I don't uh, Not yet. So, I don't think so, at least. But he's the big fight. Uh, point of this card. It should be a. It should be a big. Uh, should be. It should be a big fun card. How about that? There should be some good fighting. A spectacle match with Fatty Batty in there taking on uh, Jared Gordon. He's fine. Uh, it'll be interesting. But again, they're they're going to protect Patty as much as they can. They have to, just like they were protecting, you know, Sean O'Malley for a while. So, but now Sean O'Malley's there, so we'll see. We'll see what happens, but that's going to be a big, interesting one. That's on December tenth, UFC two eighty two. Now, Dan O'Mac, you said you liked Patty. What is the the attraction to this guy? What is everybody he's, like? Everybody seems just, to gravitate towards him. He's got the he's got charisma. He's got everything that you want to sell tickets. You, he's got everything you want to sell pay per view buys. He just he just like you know, like AVZ said, you want him higher on the card to sell your. To, to sell tickets and sell the pay-per-view numbers, but you know, he's not there yet in the octagon, you know? So he it's, it's that charisma. It's that, 
It's that going out there and having the attitude, having, you know, having that swagger, you know, have that thing, you know, like Connor, when Connor was getting in that boxing match against, against, uh, uh, you know, Mayweather, he thought he was beat. He legitimately had the attitude that he was going to walk in there with that swagger and beat Mayweather. That's what Patty's got. Every time he, he steps into the octagon, he thinks he's, he's going to go in there and wipe the floor. But like AVZ said, can he hang with the top dogs? No, he can't, but he's, he's likable. He's got that swagger. He's got that attitude that, uh, that you want to see. And that's, what's so uh, such a draw to him and where you want to protect him and want to keep him from losing. So you can build him up and, you know, the right way, but in the same sense, he can sell you some numbers right now. Yeah. And another interesting thing about him is like, unlike a lot of these other fighters, not only is he interesting, but like he does media, like he gets it right. He's like out there. He's, he has a barstool sports uh, sponsorship. He's doing media. He's doing appearances. He goes to other games. He does all the podcasts. He does non-fighting podcasts and he just goes on there and shoots. He's promoting the sport. And so, a lot, there's a lot of fighters who are maybe like who are very, very good fighters, top guys, you know, champions. And but they like they're focused on the art itself, like they don't really do all that other stuff and they see it as a distraction. He's kind of the opposite, but that's what sells fights, right? That's what sells tickets, that's what puts butts in seats. And you have to like look at that kind of shift happening here. So, again, like you take a guy like uh. Uh, Pereira who just won that belt off of Izzy like I don't think they should like I think you look at him and you go oh yeah he could be a champion but I don't think they should have put him in that position just yet because he was a real threat to Adesanya and Adesanya was someone you needed Adesanya sold tickets you know what I mean he sold tickets now he might win that belt back but everyone knew after the way he beat down Strickland just a few months ago I don't know if we talked about that at all but he did and uh it's like, oh, oh, okay. This is a different kind of guy. Patty's not that. You know what I mean? He's beating people up, but he's he's making tomato cans look like tomato cans. He's he's not out there like like Sean Strickland was one of the best fighters in the world. He was like whoever won that was the next like guy. He was number four. Uh, he's a veteran and he's on a huge streak. And he beat the piss out of him. Like whoa, like that's what you see in like Chamaya. That's what you saw in Makachev. And that's not what Patty is, so I don't really know. Um, and he is getting more serious off. about his health too. Like he eats whatever. Yes. He, he's 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 not the typical. You know, he trains six weeks for the fight, and if it's not that, then he's yeah. eating burgers and and candy and stuff. So for him to not only sell tickets, which he can for his charisma and and yeah. and, and that he's got to get serious with yeah. you know in the octagon with his you know with his but, you know I, I i you know abz you've done that the last few years where you've got yeah. a lot more serious about your uh you, you know your physical you know body and stuff in the ring and and how you right. take care of yourself and that's what he's got to do or he's only going to get them so far and only going to sell him so many tickets and people love him for it right they like they look at him like oh he eats like me that's cool but at the same time it's like it's not just a matter of like can he make the way yeah he's doing it but it's like what what kind of damage are you putting on your body when you're in your 30s you can't right? sustain that long that. term yeah yeah you see be, how bad the weight cuts affect people down the line that's one of the main reasons people retire early so right. they can't make the weight anymore they don't want to do the cuts anymore they're damaging their body like 
your body can just go into shock randomly. And like, like Khabib's constantly was doing that. So I don't know. Uh, maybe he's just a different cat, but he does say he'll get more serious when the time comes. But like, you know, you're in the spotlight now, bud. You know what I mean? You, you're in the spotlight now. Like you're a selling point of the entire company, right? You're a face of the company now. So like you aren't like this lower guy on the car that no one cares about anymore. Mate, it's time. So we'll see. AVZ says it's time and Big Kaz says it's time. Let's move on to the next subject there. We're going to fly on down to the ice with Brokowski. He's going to give us a little NHL talks. The season just started. And uh, who's hot right now, bro? <clears throat> yeah, actually, the season was just ending when we ended the podcast. Uh, the Stanley Cup Finals were just finishing up. And Colorado's def- started their defense of the Stanley Cup uh, a couple games ago. They're only 20 games in the season right now. Um, I would definitely say the best teams are the Boston Bruins, New Jersey Devils, the Golden Knights. They're back up in there again. Vegas, um, baby. Yep, Vegas. Vegas, they're tearing it up. And what was the other one? Oh, uh, Dallas Stars. Surprisingly, Dallas Stars. They're, they're, they're up there, too. Uh, the Red Wings, they're sitting fifth right now in the conference, but they're looking good. You know, it kind of feels like the restore of hockey towns coming back around with uh, behind Dylan Larkin uh, wearing that captain's C very proudly, man. He's tearing it up this year. They've been going up and down a little bit, though. You know, they'll win, they'll win a couple and then go kind of on a losing streak and then come back with another big win. Uh, how are you feeling about them this year besides the captain there? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm digging it. New head coach, uh, um, Lolando or however you pronounce his last name, Lolandi. I'm definitely digging him. He's obviously done some, done something to spark them guys in the, uh, on the bench there, because like you said, they are going up and down a little bit, but they're still consistent. It's, it's like three wins and then they end up losing one game, but that one game, it's like, damn, they, they just lost like six to one, eight to two. You know, it's 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 pretty bad when they lose. Does it get you to bite kneecaps like Dan Campbell does? In better of a way, in better mm-hmm. of a way. I see I see the Red Wings definitely making the playoffs before the Lions, unfortunately. <laughs> <clears throat> but they, they do look good this year. Uh who Husa, the goalie, our goalie, he's got like a, a nine hundred save percentage, which is really high, really good. That's only letting in about a goal, a goal a game. So we got we got good goaltending. Um, our defense is looking decent. We definitely could use some help there, and actually leads into Chicago Blackhawks star Patrick Kane. I've heard has been talked about on the trade block to get traded, which would be a huge asset if Detroit could pick him up. He's kind of up there in age, but talent wise, he's still got it. I mean, he's. Probably hands down the best American player to ever play the game. Now you said he's up there in age, and we know this Red Wings team is kind of young. Would it, you know, a good veteran like that might help? Oh yeah, the, yeah, definitely, definitely. That that's exactly what his purpose would be here. Was that would be that veteran leadership if we do make it deep in the playoffs or the playoffs in general. I meant deep into the season he would definitely come in handy with that leadership role. He's about, he's like 16, 17 seasons in. So it's, 
he only gets about three to four more left. Um, on another note of Alexander Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals scored his 788th goal as of the recording of this episode. He's still playing third uh, all time. That's 13 behind Gordy Howe at two, and he's a hundred, like 160 away from Gretzky. And I feel like this is going to be the closest possibly anybody could get to within the next five to 10 years with definitely like Connor McDavid would probably be the only person that would have a shot. Who's only at that hundred goal mark in their career. That's some insane stats. And you know, Gretzky was the God on ice. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, The greatest stat of all time that I don't think will ever be broken across any sport would be Gretzky's 50 goals in 38 games. I mean, that's just nuts. That's that's 50 goals in 38 games. That's freaking quarter of an NHL season to already have 50 goals. It's it's, it's nuts. That, that statistic is insane. Is there any uh, sneaky teams in the league right now that are uh, not really on people's radar, but they're doing some damage? In my opinion, the Winnipeg Jets. They got like they're like seven and seven and two or some shit like that, but I mean I I never would have thought that they were even be remotely good and they're sitting second in the West right now. Now has anybody here been to a Red Wings game at the Little Caesars Arena yet? Yeah, I have. Great time, great time, great atmosphere, and uh, you know nothing will be the Joe, you know. The Joe is always going to have a special place in everyone's hearts, but that's because they were good at the Joe. So, you know, when the good team comes back around, we can make memories at LCA. That's the way I see it. I, I've been to LCA for a Pistons game, and I just – it scares me because I was on the, the upper level and the way the seats just inclined. I, man, I felt like I was about to fall forward the whole time. I couldn't imagine drinking and getting rowdy at a hockey game like that. <laughs> I'd probably fall down. Exactly my thoughts. I do not. I do not get drunk or drink heavy when I'm at uh, LCA for sure. Yeah. What was uh, so? What was your fondest memory of the Joe at a Red Wings game? Do you guys have any of those? Labatt Blues. Labatt Blues. <laughs> Underage Labatt Blues were my favorite. <laughs> but uh, honestly, man, the atmosphere. Wings fans. You know, expecting. You know, growing up with Hockey Town. Uh, just being at the Joe for a game. I'm not even the biggest hockey fan, but when you're at the Joe, it's like a, you have no choice but to fall into it, you know, and and the Wings hopefully coming back, our biggest hope in Detroit right now. Uh, I think that's what Detroit needs. Yeah, I, without a doubt. I went to one game. Uh, I just had gotten tickets given to me like hours before the game. A buddy's like, hey, I got two tickets. You want to drive? Let's go. And we went up and I just happened to be wearing a shirt of the color of the other team by accident. I got beer dumped on me by some Wings fans, but it was all all love. <laughs> I got beer dumped on me by Lions fans at uh, Lions games too, so I'm kind of used to that. Brokowski, I know you're the hockey guy. I know you probably have some good ones. Uh, yeah, uh, a bunch of them would definitely be uh, seeing oct- people smuggling in octopuses and chucking them out onto the – on the ice. That's literally the craziest thing ever. 
Because, like, half of them are literally, they're crotching it. Like, it ain't even in a plastic bag for half the time. And it's just like, oh, for real, dude? Like, you were you waiting to the third period to throw that fucker out there? It's been, like, two hours. <laughs> wow. I've always wondered how people uh, got those inside the stadium. And uh, what was the, the was it, is it Karen Newman? For some reason, I can't think. But Karen Newman, the chick that used to sing the national anthem all the time, she literally just stopped, I think, last year or the year before. I literally sat next to her at, at a Red Wings game. Completely random, completely just unexpected. Me and my uh, mom, I was about 10 or so, just sitting at a Red Wings game. And sure as shit, Karen Newman just sat next to me. I didn't know who the fuck she was. I mean, I knew she was a hot chick. That sang the national anthem, but like I didn't know that was really that important. <clears throat> but yeah, it was pretty cool. Got got a picture, autographed foam finger. So that, that was a good time. You did what? Uh, sounds like a great memory there, Brokowski. And from there, we're gonna hop right into our ad break. And right after that, we're gonna talk some NCAA men's basketball that just started out. We're gonna talk some NBA some college football, and then the NFL. Dan O'Mac, take it away. All right, we can't do this without our partners and sponsors. First off, Roo Psychedelics. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Roo Psychedelics. The link to their Etsy store will be in the description of the podcast. Whirlwind Productions Detroit. If you're looking for any podcast production or voiceover work, uh, reach out to them. Whirlwind Productions DET on Facebook and Instagram. Brain Jerk Entertainment can find all their content at brainjerk.com brain jerk entertainment company on facebook and brain jerk entertainment on all of their social media and youtube and twitch and all that uh check them out they're more than a podcast uh ronnie at jake was photography looking for any uh photography work you can find him on facebook and tiktok at jake was photography j-a-q-u-i-s Ronnie Jaquist on Instagram and horror underscore style on um, Twitter. If you're looking for um, graphic design work, you're looking for affordable prices and quick turnover times, Tony Garrick's at Garrick's uh, graphics by Garrick's on Facebook. Uh, you can reach out to him and, uh, and get uh, some graphic design needs. Uh, Combat one is returning with round two on December 28th. Uh, doors will open at 6:45. Bell time, 7:15. Tickets are available at Eventbrite right now, and they'll be available at the door as well. So check that out. That is a Wednesday show. Just announced the main event: Mr. Anderson versus Rhino, and also the Hockey Town Street Fight. I believe that's what it's called. Um, Mason Dixon Line versus uh, Midwest Gum. Uh, we are one is now available on IWTV. So go check out IWTV for combat one's debut show. And, uh, Mason Dixon line, uh, kind of stole one, the first show. So, uh, Midwest scum is getting their, their, um, their payback and, uh, Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty will be the special guest enforcer. Kind of difficult him being a special guest enforcer when he's, uh, linked to Midwest scum, but maybe it turns into a three on two. So uh, we'll check that out for everything pro wrestling edge talking sports and edge of the mind. You can find us on Facebook at PWE pod, pwepod.com. Um, we're wrapping up wrestler of the month. We will make the nominations for November next week. 
Then we'll be going on to the semifinals. AVZ is in the semifinals. And as of right now, Kyle has the buy for the most votes of anyone to the finals. So the November nominees has a chance to take that away from Kyle. But as of right now, both AVZ and Kyle will be moving on in that to at least the semifinals. Um, so listen next week for the nominations for November for that. And uh, that's it. It's all the exciting stuff going on. Uh, one more special shout out to World of Games in Southgate, Michigan. Uh, we're going to, a couple of us at Pro Wrestling Edge, are going to do a little feather bowling league. Uh, mm-hmm. Get out there, check them out. They got axe throwing. They got the huge beer pong, small beer pong, football bowling. It's not called that other thing. And then uh, what else did they have, guys? There, uh... Kyle's done a uh, uh, bags league there, haven't you? Yeah, they got the cornhole, and they also yeah. got the uh, the trash bins for the uh, that life uh, beer beer pong. Uh, yeah, beer pong. It, the yeah. large beer pong with the trash bins. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Kyle reached out to me and was like, "Hey, when, when we had him on, he's like, I, I I did a league there for the cornhole." That place is pretty sweet. So yeah, we're gonna be uh, doing some stuff with world ga- uh, world of games. So feather bowling, fine man. I straight up. I want to. I want to fucking fuck my hallway. I want to turn that boy into a feather bowling. Let's do it. Was, it. It was so much fun. If you've never heard of feather bowling, look it up. There's not many places in America that have it, and it's just we didn't know what it was. Absolute great time. <clears throat> Check them out. And then, like Dan said. Two of our co-hosts here are in the Wrestler of the Month final month to see who's going to be the Wrestler of the Year. So congrats to those guys, too. We're going to get right into some NCAA men's basketball. Very young season. Not a lot has gone on so far, but I do want to say one thing. Go green. Go white. Big win. Big win. I'm sorry, Dan. That's the only thing I've seen that I know that happened in NCAA men's going on right now is Michigan State beat Kentucky. That was a big win. You know, with the top 25 only have three teams out of the Big Ten in it, hopefully that win might break Michigan State into it. They're always kind of relevant and then irrelevant in the same season. I don't know how that works. But, you know, we got Indiana at 12. We also got – Illinois at 19 and Michigan at 20. So I did see the most recent one since uh, the game. Uh, Michigan State did get in top 25. So I did not. I was looking it up today, trying to find it before the show, and I didn't see that one. So let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Sorry, Dan. I know Kentucky's your your team. That you know, was, uh, I don't a, even think they're ranked this year, though. So K- I mean, Kentucky was ranked. Really yeah, Kentucky was ranked fourth. Fourth oh, were they? Yeah, yeah they yeah, were. Don't get it twisted. They were. Michigan State is now um let's see here. Um but I, oh, I let CBS's uh CBS's poll has them and the um has has Michigan State in it. The other ones haven't announced. Um the, the, the coaches in AP haven't come out yet with the news since Kentucky lost. Michigan well, State is Michigan State is twenty five in the coaches now and uh they did not make the ap poll so they are 25th wow. in the coaches poll now yeah wow. I, I love how they start to see michigan state and kentucky and duke and I, I i don't remember the four team usually these teams always have that special game to start off the season and they did it this year from a uh 
what was that an aircraft carrier? Yeah. Yep. You know, how cool is that? You know, they, use, they used to go to Hawaii every year and do it. <clears throat> Kentucky, Michigan State, Duke. I want to say Wake Forest were the four teams that, that would go and they'd go to um they they'd go to Hawaii and and do it in Hawaii. But yeah, it, it's pretty cool when they do stuff like that. Yeah, I think it helps more people tune in. Imagine those kids. Those kids have an experience, not just a basketball game now. Right. Where you're at an aircraft carrier for Hawaii. That's like something you take with That's you the rest cool. of your experience. One, they don't have a lot of, you know, outdoor basketball games, period, on the professional level, let alone college level. I think those are probably the only ones that are the ones that they do at these special events. So, like, imagine that type of atmosphere where you're used to playing in, in you know, arenas big or small depending on who you're playing now you're you're on a a national stage on an aircraft carrier with your teammates and there's history on that boat regardless of what you're doing on there and then you go in and you beat the number four ranked team in the nation big ups to michigan state tom Izzo. that guy could go down as one of the greatest in 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 college basketball right under you know shisevsky Kind of surprised he hasn't become athletic director yet. Let's think, let's dial it back a couple years ago. When what would happen if he actually took that contract to go to Cleveland and coach? He would have been out of the league. Coming back now. Yeah, like John Beeline. I think he made the the right decision there staying. How's uh anybody else been watching? I I, I haven't seen anything at Michigan. How are they? How are they looking this year? Like I said, they're already in the ranked in the, the preseason ranks. But, you know, Big Ten I, only three teams, man. You know, that's the thing with the Big Ten. It's you know usually they get ranked pretty high, and then you know come the tournament they usually choke. Um, where Michigan State, you know, you can't count out Izzo. So Michigan, I think, is just going to be middle of the pack in the Big Ten. I think now Michigan State is the team to beat in the Big Ten. They just put a target on their back with beating Kentucky and being uh, very competitive in the first game. Have we determined um, if Juwan Howard actually can coach or not yet? Have we determined this? It's more I, than just coaching. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can throw a You got fans. Apparently not. I'm with them. I'm with them. I think he can. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think he, because I think if he couldn't, he would have been fired from a previous incident. But I think, I think he's the coach, you know, for now. I, I think he's the guy. But um, maybe I'm being optimistic. Who knows? <laughs> and you know, we'll talk more and we'll see how the season turns out. And March Madness is always a big one, and we love doing that. Um, let's move right into the NBA. Also, pretty young season. Everything's just starting out. We seem to be in a good spot right now. A lot to talk about. Still drama around the Lakers, as always there. Uh, LeBron, what's he doing there, Jamal? I mean, why is there still controversy around around LeBron when the Lakers aren't even really that relevant in the league right now? They, they see in the new era of getting ushered in. I mean, everybody, uh, they, they forget LeBron almost 40. They think he could carry it on his back. But I don't know. The Lakers – that's, I mean, the King is on the Lakers, so they, they got to do something. There's a whole bunch of other teams that deserve national games. Then <laughs> every time I turn it on, they're getting blown out. Westbrook, 
wide open, fast break layup, can't gather it. I'm like, damn, what's going on? But to me, I thought AD was supposed to take over. I mean, he's starting to catch fire. We'll see, because usually he do that and then score eight points and grab 15 rebounds. It's like he's a top five defender, and that's all he is. I mean, and I'm a Kentucky guy. I can tell you that from the get go when he went pro, he's a he's an elite defender. He's average. He just don't player. have like a, a a motor to keep yeah. him doing that, like a Giannis or a Joker. Uh, who else a big man? Maybe Embiid too. But I thought if he have Giannis motor, that dude would be he'll be almost the goat. But he's like, he, well, he don't have that that motor. He can get you buckets, but he just don't have that every game to do. Yeah, but I'm um, just yeah, I'm, I'm just Go embarrassed ahead. to be a Lakers fan with them continuing to let LeBron play general manager and bring his buddies in. Like it's so far removed from Kobe Bryant and the, and the legacy that he left. It's embarrassing. You got to think though, every, I blame the whole Lakers organization from the Pistons fan. I see they <laughs> bullshit what they be doing. I'm not, I mean, I love Kobe as a sense, like NBA player, respect him, but I wasn't like cheering him on, but, they didn't put pieces around him like that either towards the end. So he had to bust his ass, work hard, harder, got hurt. And now you're seeing the same thing with LeBron. Like, you know, he went championships with shooters. I mean, who, who was these guys? His buddy, maybe Westbrook, no. that's one dude. What about everybody else? I don't know. He had I mean, well, young- Malika. He signed a new deal to, to bring in people. I don't even know Kenny, Kenny Walker. Yeah, I, I mean I the young shooters. The, the young shooters they had, they traded away for his buddies. Is 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 Pope the still there? Is no, Russ, they they won't pay him. Pope and he's doing great. Sure. I, I'm pretty sure LeBron would want like. Where's Contavious Caldwell Pope? Is he still there or no? He's uh, no. him and Kuzma gone. Yeah, see, those are the two guys that they should have kept. They 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 should have. KDP has the highest three point percentage in the league right now. And Lakers get these games because they're the Lakers. Even this podcast is talking about the Lakers. Yeah. And we're talking about LeBron James going to get that scoring record this year. So no matter how bad they are, LeBron's about to be the all-time scorer. He stays healthy. I can't stand LeBron James. That's we'll much. shift from the Lakers talk. Jamal, is there any team that's kind of surprising you in the league right now, or good or bad? Yeah, the, the, the whole league is surprising. Uh, the Warriors, didn't they just win a championship? Yeah, they uh six and eight. I think they're getting you see, I'm telling you that new era is coming. Like you see these young legs kicking in. I mean, the Trailblazers, I mean, they might still they looking good. Nuggets, you got the Jazz, shockingly. None of the people that's on their team, I think their top eight players, maybe, maybe the whole team wasn't drafted by the Jazz. So that's shocking. Um the I mean Kings, that's the bottom half, but the teams I thought. That will be the top. It's clip. They below the eight seed. Clippers, Timberwolves, uh, Warriors. Where are the Suns? Three teams. The Suns are fourth. Fourth seed. D- is right Devin, Is my boy Devin Booker still there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think eight might be hurt right now, but that's the West Coast. The East, the Cavs for sure. I know y'all can agree. The Cavs been like, whoa. Everybody keeps saying LeBron go back. No. The Cavs doing their young thing. Siakam, balling, best career ever. But Don't they Sixers, have Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. 
they balling. So the Bulls, Lotus, it's just all the teams you thought was going to be contended and Nets. Oh, man, you don't know. It's a whole bunch of stuff going on over there. But, yeah, I mean, if the Josh East, Vaughn. How in the hell did Jock Vaughn get that coaching job? Is it because he's been there forever? Man, they I'm telling you, they're a disaster, man. They trying to clean it up. They don't want you doka. I thought, but if you think about it with Kyrie, KD, and bro, they they trying to minimize everything over there. So it's they might as well trade every all I'll the stars what, and get picks, bro. It's no over. offense to Jock Vaughn. I know he's been a long time assistant there. Not not bringing in homeboy from from uh, Boston's a mistake. Yeah, it was their best option to regulate stuff. But you see what KD said. He like, look at our lineup. No disrespect, but I can't do it. Basically, so I mean, yeah. they gonna have to trade them at least. But I thought my pisses would be. I mean, I didn't think they was gonna be that great, but I'm seeing how teams is getting better, and we're still young, so I don't expect too much of an improvement yet but is any I of these mean, young guys like showing promise what's Jaden oh, Ivey oh, yeah. what's oh, yeah. Jaden Ivey looking they, like we got some good picks they just young we gotta have a bench they're you losing know, really work tough some, games. the games that they're losing that they're not getting like blown out they're losing really yeah. tough close games they're they're competing out like they're showing some heart that's all who, I who was the guy they them, just so. traded for and he signed an extension I think it's a uh, I don't even mess his name up Bogdan, uh, Bogmanovich. I think I'm messing that up, but they signed mm-hmm. him to extension, right? Great shooter. He can spread the floor for our guard. So we promise it. It's got to have that bench going. But I think our starter lineup is pretty dope to me. So I, guys, our rookie's good. Cage good. Do you guys so, think Dwayne Casey's the guy to to take him there, or do you think it's time to 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 get him out of there? It just it's if you bring somebody in, there's not there's nothing you can do. Like these guys are young, and at the top, you just can't. There's, there's no point of jumping right now. Let's keep this chemistry going. We're some years in where you see people start to decline, like you know how it does, and then we'll move on. But right now, it's nothing you can do as a Pistons or anybody at the lower tier. Nothing you can do. Kings get lucky right now because they're AFC, but as a lower tier team, lottery pick, we're not going. And it's not our fault. Well, we just starting over. So, what it is? As a Pistons fan, as a Pistons fan, I want to see a a big man who plays defense. And I think, like, well, I starting five. It's they're young and they're athletic. You know, they got so much potential. But those close games, they lose because in the paint, yeah. they they give up. We've had that problem since Drummond and Moose were here. And uh, you see what what Mobley's doing over in Cleveland and how good they are because they prevent that from happening. Yeah, it's NBA is a it's a new it's a new league. So many shooting teams, but a big man who plays defense will never will, will never fade. And the Pistons, I think, are yeah, desperately needing that. We got the backcourt. We need that big man down in the middle that plays defense instead of just scoring. Have we had a big man that could play defense since Ben Wallace? It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a while. The, the we'll be forgetting. In comparison, yeah, Ben Ben Wallace to us is a big man, but in the NBA, he he yeah, it was that big. But he, he, still played, he still played the big man role. Yeah. Was he, played, he played like yeah, a dog. big man IQ. Well, like yeah, yeah. Dennis Rodman wasn't a big man, but he played big man IQ. Yeah. Right. We need that DNA from somebody. Right. You know, I'm really interested. To, I, I, I want to keep watching Ja Morant. Like last season, he really, you know, he's impressive being so young, doing what he did for Memphis. 
I see him, like you said, there's a new turn in the NBA. These young guys are coming in. They're changing the league. And that seems to kind of be the common thing that we've been talking about most of the sports that we talk about, you know, especially in the NFL, the NBA, these, these fast-paced sports. We mentioned it in hockey. The Red Wings, they're getting young. They're getting good. Sports are going to all change for us. You know, it's, it's going to not be the same thing that we're used to. So seeing the NBA kind of go from, you know, this real fast pace, you know, get the ball on the hoop to now we got three point shooters shooting. I mean, they're, they're taking jump shots from places they shouldn't even be taking jump shots and, and nailing them. You know, how about this? How about, how about think about the top players in the NBA right now are foreign for Jokic and Bede. Uh, Giannis, Luca, so all these foreign guys are taking over the league right now. That's if that's not a change, I don't know what it is. It's always been America's game, and it's changing right now. The last MVPs were foreign, Giannis and Joker. I think they both were yep. they both back to backs. Yep, yeah, like I four believe, years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now Luca's looking like the MVP this year, in my opinion. So for sure, it's all getting crazy. Still a young season, a lot to play on. We're going to go right out from there, and we're going to go to college football. It's almost over. We're getting down to the end of the season. You know, I, I know Michigan, Michigan's got a pretty big game coming up real soon, don't they, Kyle? Two weeks away. I know AVZ can't wait for this. The game is coming. I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous, bro. Like, two weeks away. We're the biggest good, game. but dude, uh, and who's going to the playoffs? Who's winning the Big Ten first? But you know who cares about the Big Ten championship game? It's about who's going to the playoffs. I mean, as of right oh. now, you know you got Ohio State and Michigan at two and three. You know it it stays there. They're both going to make it into the playoffs. Um, one's gonna beat one, and the other one will yeah. be out. Just, yeah, one's yeah, out. That's what that, that's yeah, what's crazy. One's out gonna be at out. the end of the game, end of the season. What? You know, what like so. What's bad is the SEC is going to get multiple teams in, and then you have it's not Michigan. Okay, it's Michigan and Michigan and 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 Ohio State probably both deserve to be in the top four, um, yeah. but one of them is going to lose and not make it, and you're going to see Georgia. You're going to see <laughs> if Alabama wins out. Alabama will make it, and I hope not. Um, but there's going to be – They've lost two games. They're out. It's going to be Tennessee. Yeah. To get... As it sits right now – I want Tennessee to get in. I think Josh yes, Heupel has that team and playing. And yeah, TCU's in there right now. TCU's in. So that's not – you know. No, they're expanding <clears throat> what? Is it next year or the year after? It's expanding. Two years. Two years. So two years. I guess my question is, is TCU a better team than Tennessee? No, Tennessee, I think, should be in right now. But I think I disagree. I think TCU are undefeated. You know, oh, Tennessee Virgin got blown out. No, they are. But but what I'm saying is TCU a better football team than Tennessee? Of course, we can't no, say that. TCU be as good as Tennessee is beat. So no, I would say Tennessee so to beat Alabama. When we when we extend this playoffs, we're gonna see teams like Tennessee get in, and and Michigan, Ohio State will both get in, and and there's. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there's a good chance that uh, let's say Ohio State wins. I'm not saying I want them to, but Michigan and Tennessee could be on the outside looking in. And both of those teams have a legitimate yeah. chance to be national champions if they're in the tournament or in I, the playoffs. I, so honestly, I think that if Ohio State wins, uh, I really, I really think that they might take it all this year. They're, uh, I mean, like 
Stroud is making is like so. It was Bryce Young has always been the number one overall pick in all the mock drafts so far, but Stroud's making his way in there now. Like people are talking about him maybe being number one, not number two anymore. So I mean, he's played out of his mind. That team is so balanced. That offense is crazy. Uh, I mean, like you got Mayan Williams going crazy. You got like um, MHJ going crazy. It's they have such a deep receiving core as well. I like. I mean, U of M is going to do what we do. It's, you know, run the ball, play defense, run the ball, play defense. And uh, I don't know if Michigan's defense is going to be able to stop this offense, to be totally honest with you. And I don't think there's anyone who really can. We didn't think so last year. I mean, we, we didn't think back. so last year as well, yes. But, like, think about the pieces that we had last year that we don't this year. So. Well, I, I want to say, though, that's the thing about college football, especially for a Big Ten team. Every week is the playoffs. It really is. Right. You lose, you lose. You're not making it. Right. Expect you like mm-hmm. SEC, the only biased, uh, you know, conference. So you have to win every single game. And right. th- if Michigan, the Michigan Ohio State game, it's a good thing because if Michigan does win, then we bounce Ohio State out of there, and no one wants to see Ohio State in the playoffs. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you know what? That's why this game's so special. It's, it's the biggest, uh, it's the biggest game uh-huh. of the year. And we all we all figured it was going to be two undefeated teams uh, going for that Big Ten title. Even though it's not the Big Ten championship game, it really is. Right. Is Iowa the I best mean, like, team in the West? Uh, they're second, I think, oh, okay. uh, right now. But, like, it, hey, it doesn't matter who's in the West. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying is, is you know, isn't it the year? Isn't Kirk Ferentz's team's good like every other year, every third year? That's why I asked. It seems they suck. Right. And then, then they, like, every every other, every third year is when they're, when they're decent. There's a good yeah. handful of teams like in the Big Ten alone that's kind of like that, you know. It's Indiana, they're not awesome, but they always compete. In, Penn State. In, well, um, yeah, look at Penn State this year. So they're like, they're sitting at eleven. They're eight and two. Like you said, Penn say. State's a good team, and like, look how bad the beating delivered from Michigan and from Ohio. Like, like that's a, like you just see the disparity between those two teams and the rest of the right. Big Ten to be honest. And it's like, if you, the only, like Michigan and Ohio state are the only teams that could really realistically compete with the sec teams. And like, I definitely think whoever wins between the two of them, like is going to make a run this year, but like, I hope it's Michigan, but I don't know if I can put money down on that game. Honestly, you look at the big 10, like for, for years, you know, like they are a pretty weak conference. You have really, two real dominant teams, but then you got, look at the other teams that you play. Nebraska has been flippy floppy. You know, sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Same thing about Wisconsin. You got Illinois, you know, like, and then, and then when they started adding teams, who, who did they add? Fucking Rutgers. You know, Rutgers. Yeah. Well, well, we, we know what Rutgers was. It was to get that East coast market. That's what why Rutgers yeah. is in the Big Ten. Get the money but, there, but even Michigan State. Michigan State yeah. was ranked at one point. We've seen them get blown out. A lot of years ago, yeah. It's like that's that's another one that like how how Dan compared uh, Iowa to like they're good for a couple yeah. years and then they're they're shit. You know, look how many years that uh, Dan Antonio had Michigan State the toughest yeah. team besides Ohio State. You know, and there was even yeah. years that we beat Ohio State. We had Big Ten champs, but we never. It, they couldn't keep it going. You know, it'd be a year, two years, third year, they'd fizzle out, still get a bowl game. And then they completely shit just like this year. Like I'm absolutely, 
this this season it wasn't good to be a Spartan fan. It's tough to wear green this year. Well, as a Michigan fan, I would love to see. I don't even if Michigan beats Ohio State, I don't see Michigan getting ranked number one in the playoffs. I think they're going to keep it with Georgia as long as Georgia wins the SEC, as we all plan that they probably will. Uh, I would love to see Michigan versus TCU in the playoffs and have Michigan win a playoff game and go to the national championship. That's that's where I'm looking for, and I'm looking for Michigan to beat Ohio State, obviously. <laughs> you know, and, and right now we'll go over the, the top ten teams is where it stands, and I don't see a whole lot shaking up in these last few weeks. You know, you got Georgia at one, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, Tennessee, LSU, USC, Alabama, Clemson, and Utah rounds out the top ten. And like we said, Penn State sitting on the outside at 11. You know, we know the playoff teams are pretty much set. We pretty much agree to that. But the besides of the Michigan-Ohio State, whoever loses, try out. Who's in? Is it Tennessee? Well, wouldn't Tennessee have to get a loss number two if they um... – or no, they're in, the same, uh, they're in the same division as Georgia. So they're not going to play – in the in the big uh in the SEC championship, it, what if Georgia loses the SEC championship? You know that's how Michigan or Ohio State or that could be number one. So that's definitely the SEC championship is going to be a big game because anybody can yeah. win. That's SEC is just stacked. You know, there's a bunch of say, NFL yeah, that's crazy. It's a little NFL, half your draft. Yeah. So, you know, we we mentioned a little bit about a couple players that are in Heisman talks. And the top five candidates right now, Hendon Hooker, the QB out of Tennessee, C.J. Stroud, QB out of Ohio State, Bryce Young, QB out of Alabama, Caleb Williams, QB out of USC, and Blake Crum, running back out of Michigan. And between the top points right now is how they got it listed. You know, Hooker's got 54 points you know vote he's my pick right now if i had to choose really well, we all know it's really a qb award so yeah. that's why quorum's not, getting it. Yeah. quorum's not getting it unfortunately hey he might be a first round running back though that's kind of cool i mean bills need to draft him then if he's going to be a first round running back Dang, don't say that <laughs> not this james cook bills drafting somebody they yes. don't hey draft hey <laughs> championship at the super bowl which one did i <laughs> say should have been drafted by the bills i preached it Brees hall and look who should have been drafted by the bills yeah definitely not james yeah he definitely cook. should have been definitely not james cook oh that was a mistake walker wouldn't have been been bad either yeah He's tearing it up. I'm not mad about it. Do, do you well, know what quarterback though is not getting any love when it comes to the draft? There, it's you know everyone's talking about Bama and and Ohio State is Will Levis from Kentucky. Will Levis from uh, Kentucky? I think yeah, I've heard really about him, problem. but I don't know shit about him. I haven't seen yeah. nothing, but I've I've just heard his name. Yeah, he's going to be a really good pro. I've seen him going in like. Uh, in the mock, I have seen him going in like top like 10, 15, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, he's, I've seen people yeah. Him he's the third ranked quarterback right now behind the right. two from Ohio cool. State and Bama. Yeah, he's pretty I've seen, good. I've seen Detroit take him in some mocks. I would rather, if Detroit's going to take one, I'd rather see him take it, them than a Ohio. Definitely don't want him to take 
the Ohio State quarterback. I don't want to well, see Ohio I don't State think, quarterback. I don't think they're going to have that pick. You know, and I don't want to see – I mean, how many Alabama quarterbacks actually pan out? Jalen Hurts is playing good now, but he did play his last year of college football with Oklahoma, which is not good either <laughs> for, to, to, uh, to go into the pros. So, I mean, Tua? <laughs> yeah, Tua's doing pretty Tua, good. Tua's balling. We'll see. He's balling out. We'll see. He has like a crazy passer rating. I mean, I get that he has like a ridiculous core behind him. It's like, do like should he be penalized because he has great options? Like, he's doing his part. Like, he's not fogging it up. He's doing great. It's hard to determine what someone's capable of doing when they have those options. Yeah, Yeah. you can't punish them for it, but at the same time, it's hard to evaluate the relative. He's Don't definitely they traded for Tyree. He's definitely got two of the best wide receiver, the two of the best wide receiver duos in the league. For well, sure. Dak. Who? Dak be having weapons, but who? Um, da- oh, who? oh no, Dak Prescott. Who? Is <laughs> he loser? Is he a quarterback? Is he is he a hockey player? That's, what is he? That's what I'm saying. He be having a good team, and oh, no. too sensitive to play hockey. Because he's not good. That's why. Yeah, it's been a you know a crazy first half of the NFL. You know, we were talking about that before the show. We have all these surprise teams. Like you go back to listen to stuff that we talked about. You know, we we dogged on the Giants. We, we dogged. Sorry, ABZ. We dogged on. The you gave Seahawks. me so much shit. You know, and I accepted. We, it. we sure did. We, we did. I, I accepted it, man. Like this was not. This I was supposed believe- to be our burial. And and you and you know who should have got shit? You guys should have all gave me shit for being a Bills fan. That that's who should have got shit, not not AVZ. You should have right. gave me shit for being a Bills fan. I mean, it's we not suck. all over for the Bills. They, they, they fizzled they out for two games. Chill out there, bud. Dude, right. if you can't if you can't get twelve people off the field late in the game, or you're not gonna get. Or, or you're not going to get a lucky call as a catch when it wasn't a catch, and you totally. can't stop Kirk Cousins, then you can't stop. Who the fuck was the Jets quarterback that game? Zach Wilson, I think, was playing. Oh, the Milf Hunter? Yeah. Yeah, if you can't well, stop the Milf. If whoa, 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 whoa. You, you can't blame him. If the yeah. Bills defense can't stop the Milf Hunter. The Jets went with anybody. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback. Yeah, gonna... yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like the Jets, like, not, so... not many have been able to stop the Bills. Though the, like... the Bills' Achilles heel is their defense, though, Dan. That's the, the problem. The like, Bills lost in the playoffs last year because of coaching. The special teams coordinator. I don't know what he was doing in that game against the Chiefs, and their defense p- calls some of the worst plays. I mean, it, Bills are not going to win because the coaching staff is putting them in a position where they're going to lose. And you're not going to win a Super Bowl when you lose the close games to teams like the Jets, the Dolphins, and and and, and the Vikings. If you can't beat them, yeah. you have no chance on beating the Chiefs or the, the Eagles. In that category right now. Whoa. They're one of the top teams in the league. You know, like, they literally – they have – would they only lose one game too, right? So they tied yeah. with the record in the NFC with the Eagles who just ended their undefeated streak. But Bills aren't going to beat so, so, 
teams so, like the okay. Chiefs with the well, hold bad on, hold coaching. On, hold on. No, 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 no. Like, what, what are you talking about, Dan? So you talk about like the Chiefs and stuff like that. The Chiefs lost the, the like the hapless version of the Indianapolis Colts. Like the Chiefs have been showing plenty well, of chinks in the armor. Like the Chiefs aren't invincible. And then you look at the Wait, Eagles. Like time out. Look, look at who the Eagles are. Time out. Like they're not invincible either. You're like, dogging so the Colts. Yes. Jeff the Saturday. Colts are bad. Jeff Saturday is the second coming of Christ in Indianapolis, okay? Take it easy. They think he is going to be the answer in Indianapolis. I don't think he is, but they think he's going to be the answer. Who is they? (laughs) Indianapolis fans, they think he's going to be – I mean, Indianapolis fans are treating Jeff Saturday the same way we treat Dan Campbell. Like, Dan Campbell is it can be coached the Lions forever. I don't know about no we. But like, uh, but you're not a Lions fan. You're a Seahawks. Of course, of course, (laughs) we are properly coached. So like, I don't know. That's you look at like, yeah, the Eagles. Like they were, uh, what nine? Uh, not eight? No. Okay, but But like you look like people looked at their their like who they were beating. Like it wasn't great. They were they were they they almost lost to the uh, Texans. The Texans played them tough up until that last uh, quarter there. What's the difference? Texans. Well, I'll tell you this. You said the Chiefs. What's the difference between the Chiefs and the Bills? Chiefs have better coaches than the Bills do. I mean, that's, that's probably true. About 5,000 yards and 53 touch de- touchdowns is the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Isn't he like, like isn't Josh yeah. Allen like fourth in the league in, in passing? I don't well, think it's I, that I, big I, of a difference. What's his QB sneaks on the goal line? In, in career, like the career, man, that's. Two game difference. Patrick Mahomes has played two games more than Josh Allen, and Patty Mahomes has thrown over five thousand yards more career wise, and over fifty t- touchdowns more. But you also realize Josh Allen sucked his first two years in the league, like he was bad. Well, he didn't have a digs yet, and and he, you know, Mahomes had Kelsey and Hill, so I mean, it's right. a little unfair. Way. But I have a hot take on this. This entire NFL season has been fun so far. But it's been a giant smoke screen. Our usual suspects are going to come back. The Packers are yeah. going to come back. Um, oh, the no Giants way. are going to fall apart. <laughs> the Hawks are going to fall apart. Like, this has been a giant smoke screen, and I don't believe anything that I've been watching. So, okay, Bills will be fine. I thought Chiefs you were gonna, when fine. you said giant smoke screen. I thought you were going to say Tom Brady and the fucking, you know. Tampa Bay no. Buccaneers are going to win the division. They'll win the division. They'll win they'll, the division. That's a, that division is a shit show. Okay, so hold on. As much as like, right, on the Bills, you're dogging on your own team, right? But like, you say that the Bills are better than the Chiefs. Let's talk about the point differentiation, right? So the Bills, how many points against? You say the Bills' defense sucks. How many po- how many points against do you think the Bills have? No, the, Bill, the Bills' defense sucks right now because they have injuries. But the coaches, yes, players are, out like, are playing, are calling back. bad play. The coaches Bills can't staff, beat their division. That's the problem. That, Bills exactly. Yeah. If you but can't they'll be, beat, they'll the be G- there at the end though. If you can't beat the Jets, losing to the Vikings doesn't matter. It's a non-conference game. It was, you know, the NFC team. Who cares? Losing to they the lost. Jets and the Dolphins yeah. is not good. Yeah, exactly. that that is bad. And but, like, they're probably like. And they're probably going to lose to the Lions because I don't think Josh Allen's oh, going to play. I don't think Josh Allen. It doesn't gonna matter play who plays; somebody. they're winning. They're beating the Lions. I don't care who plays. handle the Lions. The Lions Case are going to embarrassed in that of it on Thanksgiving. The whole world's going to celebrate the Lions losing. 
People who don't even hate the Lions are going to hate the Lions. But I will ask you guys a question. I do. If Josh Allen ends up having to have elbow surgery, admit it, the Bills are fucked. They're done. Yeah, they are. He counts well, for, like, he counts for all but two of their well, touchdowns like MVP the season. The but, he count, yeah. but he counts for all but two of their touchdowns all season. All right. I heard I heard Kyle ask a question and I, I want I want everybody to give just an answer to that. Yeah. Quick answer. Kyle, you said what? Who is the MVP of the league right now? Yeah. Who's the MVP? Jamal voted Mahomes, Brokowski. I'm just, um was Josh Allen, in my opinion. <laughs> Unless he has see surgery, but I think Josh Allen would have won it. It, it yeah. definitely ain't that. I, I see what ABZ is doing there. I think I got his answer. and he's, That's what I was <laughs> like. There's no way in how it's that. Maybe, I, like, actually what the <laughs> MVP means. Okay. I want everybody to answer. I'm going to say it is Kirk Cousins right now. Geno Smith is in the running. I, I have this weird – I've had these talks with Brokowski about my predictions of how I think the season's going to go. And it's eerily weird how correct I, I get on things here. But Geno Smith is in the running. I'm saying Kirk Cousins. Dan? Kirk Cousins has to not choke when it it, it means something. He hasn't that. yet. He, it, hasn't mean, it hasn't meant anything yet. I'm talking when it comes to the end. He can't choke. Um, Care about the numbers and stuff about Kirk? He, yeah, primetime game. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> 1 p.m. Can, can, can uh, the MVP just be 1 p.m. Kurt if Cousins? Josh <sighs> Allen can stay healthy and stay on the trajectories on, Josh Allen will be MVP. But and I will say, there's oh, a good go chance Pat Mahomes wins MVP. You really I can't. think Pat Mahomes is a safe bet. I would say right I now, say. I want to give my honorable mention to Tyreek Hill because you know anyone outside of a quarterback doesn't get any love, but. Mm-hmm. Man, true. I hate saying it's Kirk Cousins just because I feel like we're speaking something into existence. And like I said, the season's been a smokescreen. I could see Kirk Cousins falling apart in the second half. I hope not, but uh, yeah, Kirk's also my choice. Kirk Cousins looks bad. Kirk Cousins looks terrible. Like he he's winning, but he looks bad. Like he's they're winning, but you're gonna see bad with the Seahawks the second half of the season. You're gonna see bad. Seahawks are not keeping this. Oh, don't you don't you wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Don't you wish that evil on me? So, but here, here, I think here's the difference between Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith. Geno Smith is not expected or asked to do the things that Kirk Cousins is going to be asked to do. So, when it comes towards the end of the season, when it's an important game to win or lose, right now, and this is speaking from a Michigan State fan. Kirk Cousin hasn't proved he can win those big games. Oh, no, those big yet. games are not going to be one o'clock games. Geno Smith isn't going to be asked to do anything spectacular. No one. Geno Smith isn't going to be asked to win those games. It'll all come down to Pete Carroll's coaching, and he can win those big games. So take that. Yeah, but what he I'm can saying also is, lose on the goal line in the Super Bowl. It's like, he, stop. Yeah, like, but what I'm saying is that Geno Smith isn't expected to do anything. He's on a team that wasn't expected to be where they're at, and if they win, they win. Like AVZ said, the coaching. Kirk That's Cousins funny. is going to be looked upon if he chokes at the end of the season. As, well, that's same old Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he yeah. can't win when it counts. 
Nope. He's got Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. He's, he's got Dalvin Cook. He's got weapons over there. He's really got no excuses this time, Kirk Cousins. So, That's right. They, yeah, they, they, I agree. They, like we said, they've lost one game this season so far. They have a brand-new coach in there at that. Their defense is playing phenomenal. MVP is only about the regular season. You know, Remember that. We can't even bring in his playoffs and everything else, and it's only about this season. And this season, he's one of the top guys, you know. Everybody that we said it's definitely should be talked about in MVP talks, regardless of how any of us feel about them, with maybe a couple more. We're only halfway through the season. Remember, it's a long fucking season. You know, it turned 17 games, you know. Anything could happen. I hate the Titans are going to win their division. So, like, depending on how that ends up going, you like, why not Derrick Henry down, down the stretch? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's no, always nobody but a quarterback is going to win. MVP. Well, obviously, True. but like if we're talking about Tyreek Hill, which I do think should be mentioned over two, uh, like maybe you know what? Listen, well, when that's the why none of us graphic shows up. No, like it's not Tannehill's face you see; it's Derrick Henry's. Well, that's why none so, of us no said, said no one no said no one said Tua as a as a MVP candidate, and that's why right. because he's got Tyreek Hill. Not saying he's yeah. not good, but he's got Tyreek and Waddle Hill. and Wa- Yeah, he's got one of the best duos. But you what Justin having a great year, we're saying Kirk Cousins, you know? <laughs> yep. You know, but at the end of the season, is Kirk Cousins going to be able to get the ball to Justin Jefferson? I mean, he's get. Do you see the catches that, like, yeah. that he has okay. to make because Kirk sucks? I'm saying <laughs> when it counts, when Kirk Cousins has to step up, is he going to be able to get the ball to Jefferson? I don't, gonna, he hasn't done it yet. So until Yo. he does it, I am not going to believe it. Just like me dogging my bills until the bills can actually get to the super bowl and win a super bowl. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have doubt in my bills. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like Justin Jefferson's out there. Look like a dragon ball Z character. catching that fucking ball, jumping into the sky, catching it with one hand, ripping it out of other people's hands. Like, he's like, just get it in his vicinity. Like he, he makes Kirk cousins look so much better than Kirk cousins is. Because I saw some of those throws and whoa, like some of those throws well, did, were whoa from Kirk Cousins. Do we have a Super Bowl prediction? Well, fourteen for and eight. Do you, do you actually for a Super Bowl prediction? Do you think if the Eagles keep playing good, Jalen Hurts, I think, could actually take MVP or at least deserve to be talked about? If we're gonna talk add Kirk Cousins into it, talk about him. I mean, yeah, That's I know true. they just had a bad game and lost, but I I think Jalen Hurts should definitely be talked about for MVP consideration. Yeah. Record, yeah. Well, but is he as good as he is if he didn't have AJ Brown? Oh. That's goes. That's like, I mean, you know, it's a, it's record matters. One loss is only one loss. So clearly, they have something valuable in that team. So I mean, hey, the quarterback. They, they, they lost to the number. mighty Commanders. Go with Cousins. Take away Jefferson. Is is Cousins going to be just as good? <laughs> hey, what about okay? Pat lost his. Pat lost his best guy, but he might have his tight end. But if he lost his best guy, okay. he's still putting up numbers. I mean, yeah. I think yeah. the best bet is, is the best he, bet is Pat Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes well, is just he's the best. best. Even yeah, win MVP. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Super Bowl predictions. Kyle, well, Kyle said records real quick. I want to bring this stat up. If you look at the NFC in a whole, the whole NFC East has a better record than the rest of the NFC except for two teams. That's crazy. That includes – No one's – That's crazy. 
Yeah. That includes the whole uh, NFC South division. The commanders <laughs> yeah. Fourth yeah. place in their division. Okay. It's unreal. A better record than the NFC South division leader, leader. What is it? The Atlanta Falcons right now, isn't it? Oh, they lost Sunday. I think it's the Buccaneers. Oh, it's Tampa Bay. It's Tampa Bay. Yeah, Atlanta lost to uh, Carolina. Even still, like, the NFC is just crazy. Uh, like Kyle said, I, I agree with that statement. I didn't think about it that way, that it is a smoke show. You know, a lot of teams coming out of the woodworks, but every year we're usually talking about, you know, six, seven weeks in. We have three undefeated teams still. And then a couple other teams that – so, I understand what you're talking about, like with a, with a smoke screen, but it's like some of this you can't like ignore, right? Like, so, like there's certain teams that are like, this isn't a situation where like I think that the Eagles are not as good as their record says. I don't think that the Vikings are as good as their record says. Uh, I think that there are teams that are a lot better than their record says, and one of those teams, like, is someone I would have, I would have winning the NFC, and that's the 49ers. I do not think that, that the Seahawks are going to win their own division. I think it's the 49ers. They, they look great. Of like the 49ers the look great. What's up? Of course the Seahawks are not winning it, but do we have like a Super Bowl <laughs> predictions? <laughs> I change yeah. based on what we've seen. Based on well, what I mean, like, do 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 the so are you saying that like the Giants don't look like they should be there at the like they're not gonna be there in the like they should be there in the playoffs. They're like they're at least a wild card team, I think, the Giants. Like yeah, oh definitely. The Jets are playing like teams like the Jets and Seahawks. Like whether they're going to make it in or not, like it's cool to say that they're going to, but like whether they're playing with house money, it doesn't matter. Like they're in full right. rebuild, right. so like whether they make it or not doesn't matter. Like it's cool to say like as much as I love it. Oh yeah, the Seahawks are going to be there again. Like I don't know, maybe, I, but like they're way better than they should be right now, and they I got know. all those picks coming up. So I think AVZ made a good point. None of us mentioned the 49ers. Yeah. You know, look at look at that defense and look at at you know, they went out and and got one of the best offensive players if he can stay healthy in the league. Yeah. I mean like that that team is so balanced. Like name a like name a more balanced team. Like maybe the Bills, but at this point, like they also have running game. They like Garoppolo, you want to take the ball out of his hands, but like he has great options. Right. You have Debo Samuel, you have Brandon Ayuk, who's playing out of his mind. Like right. Debo is hurt, he's just coming back. Elijah Mitchell, who's like their normal running back, he's coming back. He's back now. He took some of the workload off of McCaffrey. So what do you worry about with McCaffrey? It's injury. Okay, now that's not really a big problem anymore. Right. Now you have another guy who can step in. So like you know, their defense is getting healthier. So what, what, what the fuck? This is a, a terrifying team. If I, if I was like a coach, that was one of, that's one of the teams that I would be most worried to prepare against. Like, I, I don't want to play them. I would agree. So I guess I'll answer Kyle's questions first, since I've had a lot of time to think about it. Uh, I'll say Chiefs and Vikings. That'll be my Super Bowl prediction. Who wins? Because I have the Chiefs. same exact Super Bowl Chiefs. and I have Chiefs. Chiefs. I don't, even if Kirk Cousins makes it there with the Vikings, the Chiefs are at that point. They are a Super Bowl team. They know what it feels like to be there. They know how to handle it, and they know how to play. Yeah, the Chiefs seem like to be the most consistent. 
safe bet right now. You know, the, the it was the Bills, and now it's the Chiefs. It's always been one of those two. Anyone else have a yeah. pick? I have Chiefs 49, but 49ers taking it, actually. Against two. Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs, Chiefs 49ers. Rematch. Yeah. If Josh Allen and, and Jordan Poyer can stay healthy, I think it's Bills and 49ers. That's a good one. Of course, you have the Bills. That's a good one. I would have the Bills. Yeah. But don't look past the 49ers coming in there and, and just fucking ruining everything for every team. Well, only one of them could lose the game in the final minutes. So that's true. <laughs> that's one of them true. Right. That's true. They both have that problem. But no, one I of think... them has Jimmy Garoppolo. So that, that yeah. is one downside. Yeah. I think uh, 49ers and Bills, if Josh Allen and Poyer can stay healthy. Because if Josh Allen's not healthy, then the Bills are will end up in fourth place in that division if if he's got to have elbow surgery. But I'm trying to be positive on that. If he's healthy, Poyer gets healthy. I think the Bills are gonna. I I said it last year and the year was over. I can't can't just jump off of it now. I'll go down the ship. I do that a lot. I I stick to my team. And we're still destined to see a Bills Chiefs rematch in the playoffs. The world deserves it. So yeah. Jamal, you got a Super Bowl prediction? Oh, uh, you know, Chiefs and our division leader, uh, the Vikings. We'll go with them. I like how they've been playing. I like the underdog. I know people don't give Kirk a lot of credit, but, you know, they balling. So, and their social media presence is funny, too. So, I'm probably a prisoner to that shit, but I think it's those two. But I got my homes uh, going all the way. You guys think Danny Dimes gets his contract and stays in 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 New York? Yeah, he's winning, man. <laughs> I could see them being the crazy wild card, coming in and making it to the to the NFC Championship. Danny possibly. Danny Dimes is the next Jimmy G. It's funny I don't that. That's hilarious to me. If the Eagles were to win. Playoffs. Would we be saying Eagles? That's the funny part. I honestly hope it's Vikings, Bills, and the Vikings win. Just so because the Eagles beat the Vikings. Remember that. I just don't think the Vikings are as good as people think that they are. I just like I think that we're gonna see cracks. I'm gonna see Hawk. I'm gonna be there. What's up? Oh yeah, for the it's fun to say that for the brand, but of course the Seahawks aren't like the Stones. Like hey, they played the Buccaneers tough, and I think the Bucks are gonna be there. Like. Longer than we think in the playoffs. I mean, they're, they're starting to figure it out. They're starting to get the pieces together. They have the bye week this week. They're going to come back. I think that they're going to, their record's going to look a lot better at the end of the year than it does right now. Like a lot. It, better. Yeah. If you guys are like me, where I look at these teams and I, they're not playing very well and the record's still pretty good, like the 49ers, like the Buccaneers, it's like imagine when they start playing well. So right now people are counting them out and it's like they're still winning even if they're not looking that great. The question so- that I have is when Tom Brady married Giselle Bunchen, I believe at that time Giselle Bunchen was worth more money. I hope to God he signed a prenup and kept his money. I heard a rumor that him coming back to play saved him $325 million. Wow. I I because she, he wasn't anything 
in the league yet when he married her and she was at the time the top Victoria's Secret model. So I, I yo, I, I I think she's still worth more money than he is, actually. Yeah. But I hope yeah. I hope he signed a prenup and and keeps all of his money. And see, he's, about- he's got that <laughs> he behind low. him. He has that he's behind him now. He's you know, he's got the true, he has always took less money for the team. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Tom Brady, right. you know, he always took less money. Okay, then I hope that he didn't sign a prenup. So he, so he got half that bitch's money is, is what I'm hoping. There you go, because she's worth a shitload because she owns a ton of brands. So, yeah, that's behind him now. You know, he don't give he don't give a shit anymore. He's now let that end the focus of what he's on. You know, now he's going to come back and be, be Tom Brady. And, do, you, do you think he, he even cares about the regular season? I don't think he just wants to win the division, get to the playoffs, and then he'll be prepared from there. And I don't lose, think he's overly yeah, And lose the Jimmy G to go to the Super Bowl. Ooh. I don't, think, he, I don't think the Bucs are making it that far into the playoffs. I, I mean, Tom what Brady. What happens to Jimmy G? Does the, do the 49ers cave and trade Troy Lance and give Jimmy G the money. I think it's, it I think it's pretty again? clear that Trey Lance is not the answer of the future there. Whether you keep Jimmy G or you go out and get another quarterback or start over, I think that Trey Lance has proven he's not going to be the franchise in San Francisco. Man, they could really use a guy like Derek Carr. They could like, really all. use Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, no. The, Lamar, uh, man. The 49 uh, the, and no, there'd be too many guys that want the ball if if, if Lamar goes to San Francisco. Dude, I don't know, man. Like but Lamar they, Debo they, they clearly want a, they want a quarterback that can run. Like that's why they drafted Trey Lance. So it's like they want a guy with a cannon who can run. They want to run they, they want that play action. They want to like they got take the that handoff. Right, no, but like Right, that's like another piece of the like they they didn't have they wanted that piece too forever. That's why they had McKinnon on their team for so long, even though he always yeah. got busted up and hurt. Like they want him, like they don't really run that much. Like they don't have high profile like, slot guys. You know right, I mean? right. Kind of, right. They could have like their 2015 Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton and McCaffrey deal. You know, yes. it was unstoppable. Yes. It was a flash. Thing. Did I hear right? Cam Newton's back in the league. Is he? Oh, Did I hear he's with the Saints? Did I hear that yeah, right? Yeah, I think I saw that. I think I saw it's that. Really? I didn't see that. No oh, shit. Or, or they're talking what? to him on bringing him back in the league. That was my sleeper team. They're still sleeping. This though. is breaking news here. <laughs> they were mine too, actually. I thought the Saints were going to be good. Yo, the they didn't you want to talk about but I think tanking? they were talking to him. Yo, you want to talk about a team that's tanking. Look at the Saints. Like, they are refusing. They are refusing to take Andy Dalton out. Though It's like, oh, he gives us the best chance to win. He gives you the best chance to lose. He, like all like you would be Come better on. with Taysom Hill. Yes, they'd be better with Taysom Hill. He could yeah, have the best chance to lose. Yeah, and, and then like why are you talking about Red Rocket like he He's a winner. He, but they Taysom in. Why are you talking the Red like, Rocket? Come put on, Jameson. Man. He looked good. The Red Rocket. Jam- yes, I agree. He's one of the better backups in the league. James but can he see this year now. He had surgery on his yes. eyes. He can see now. He looked good in his Jameson first game. He's way higher than Andy's. <laughs> yes, he looked good. He looked good this year. Yes, he turns it over. That's what he does. But, like, so did Peyton Manning. So, I don't know what to So did Brett Favre. Brett Favre did it every APC, week. I got a question yeah. for you. How would you feel if your Seahawks go out and get big big dick Nick? 
Oh, that that'd be fine. We need a backup. To Gino. <laughs> sure. Who's your backup, Gino, baby? Who's your long-term answer in Seattle? Is there a guy in the league, or are you drafting somebody? Jimmy G might be available. You want Jimmy G? Draft somebody. Let him sit behind Gino. Gino can clearly like at least be this stopgap. He's at least fine. You know what I mean? He's at least fine. He's I think he's better than, Jim, than uh, Jimmy G right now. I have a I have a question for you guys. Is Justin Herbert ended up going to be a bust? No. No. He no. has no – his offensive line sucks. He has no fucking weapons, like, right now. They've been hurt all year. So, do you he think got hurt early. He needs to change teams. Like, his four years, if you don't get no, the option. No, they need to change coaches. They need yeah, to change Brandon coaches. Yeah, Brandon Staley's bad. Yes. He is bad. And, they like, did. that's a team that you look at with a, a ton of talent. Maybe Dan Campbell needs to Josh, go there. Josh Allen had some bad years, and we forget about it, how good he's playing. We can't forget about all the good that Herbert's done off one bad season, one right. messed up. He's he's killed us since a game in the league. San Diego – or San Diego. Uh, the, the Chargers, they need an offensive coach. I, I think we might have – Jinx them calling them America's team on this show because once that got made, <laughs> we we didn't call them shit. We <laughs> did. No, we, we, no, we, we did. I think we that was a collective call them shit. We <laughs> called them America's team, and then because why the fuck not? Right? Remember that whole time? Why the fuck not? Why exactly. Not? We all they agree. showed us why. Home. They now, showed us why. They sure did. They sure I, did. I have a two-part question for all y'all. I want who's your biggest surprise in the league good and who's your biggest surprise bad? I'll start with you, Brokowski. Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields would be uh, probably my two biggest uh, surprises. I didn't expect Hurts to come around. I thought Fields was a complete bust, but he looks like he might be coming into his own. So we can see what happens there. Uh, worst? Mm. The Lions, I guess. I really was hoping for a lot more, but they Surprised? they still got a ways to go. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of a worst one. That, that, hey, those are good answers. Dan O'Mac. I want to hear what you had to say. I seen your face when he answered that. So the biggest <laughs> surprise for the, I think is is the Giants and Danny Dimes and, and the positive. Uh Brian Dable, they weren't sure, you know, he was with the Bills, but you weren't really sure what he was because he'd been passed over the two previous seasons for coaching jobs. So I think Danny Dimes, I think all of us had him out of the league last year. And we talk now that he's probably getting an extension and, and going to be the franchise quarterback there. I think he's, he's, you know, Dable's done a good job with him. I think that's a big surprise. And I think the other way, the, the other way, a surprise for the worst is the fact, uh, I mean, sorry, but Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if he's given up because they're not giving him help or, you know, 
the corpse of Randall Cobb is didn't pan out when he put all of his eggs in that basket or what, but I think Aaron Rodgers playing as bad as he is would be my surprise for the worst. Cause I thought regardless of who they're going to give him, he was at least going to win that division as bad as it is. And I think that's sorry, big has, but I think that is the biggest surprise worse is, is, is Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know what? I'll go next because I had the same exact answers as you did. The Giants are a huge surprise for me, especially the last handful of seasons that they've been going through. I didn't think with a brand new coach that they'd be so uh, as good as they are. And three coaches in three years, isn't it? It's something like that, yeah. And and for the worst, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I'm not going to put it all on Rodgers, and I'm not putting it all on the Packers. I, he's been playing different all season. I don't know if just the chemistry isn't there because, like, this, these guys, he doesn't have that with them. Uh, Lazard, he should by now, but he's been shown he'll have good games, but inconsistent. And uh, Watson, you know, I think they put too much expectations on him coming in. And, you know, Randall Cobb is a good addition to help out when he's healthy, yes. And they're ruining the – they could ruin the careers of Aaron Jones right now. You know, he's got to be the top – one of the top running backs in the league, no matter what you say, statistic wise, he's just all around probably the best in the league and the Packers five straight weeks, man. And the, and the young receiver Dobbs is probably their biggest surprise, but he's not at a point where you can put it on his shoulders and and make him the number one guy. They were super. They couldn't get anything going. And, you know, they just released Amari Rogers. He got picked up by the Texans on waivers, but his stats were eight catches career-wise, seven fumbles. You know, you can't keep something like that on your team and try to keep giving them the ball. You said he went to the Texans? Yeah, he got picked up on waivers by the Texans today. That's another team that's looking for one of those top quarterbacks. You know, uh, that's my answers. Jamal, surprises, good and bad. Um, so I'm gonna start with the bad. Shockingly, I mean, I thought actually I was cheering for him, but Broncos, Russell Wilson, man, like this storyline, what he was doing, knee highs in the guy in, in the plane. Like, I'm like, bro, what why are these stories coming out with this? But and I'm watching him play, like you know, he get a couple of blisses, he's like, like he's scared or something. I'm like, what the, What's going on? So that's I thought it was going to be something at least, not no three and six. And uh, surprise, I mean, I didn't know Hurts going to be. I didn't know he's going to be what he is now. It might be a smoke screen with them being eight and one, but yeah, Eagles might be my you know surprising team at least. You know, with, the Broncos for sure. With you saying Russell, you know, Russ went from Pete Carroll, one of the best coaches, right in the league to probably the worst coach in the league, Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that guy has okay. no idea what he's doing out there. And and I think Damn. not saying that Russ is great or anything, but going decent. from Pete Carroll's coaching and Nathaniel Hackett yeah. is a big oh, drop. For real. Damn. Hackett, Hackett's been terrible. Like, like Russ has been terrible in his own right. Like, He's making bad decisions, but that offense is so bad, and their defense is so good. It's actually just crazy how bad their offense is. Like, I feel terrible for their defense because they're holding opponents to, like, 
14 to fucking 17 points every single week, and they're getting their ass beat every single week. It's insane. They keep highlighting the open receivers every time, and Wilson just be overthrowing them or miss. Uh, it's just, I don't know, the chemistry is crazy. Good answer. My, an- so, my answers to these questions would have to piggyback off what Jamal said. Um, Russell Wilson, not so much for Russell Wilson. It's kind of like the Seahawks knew something that the rest of us didn't know. Then I thought Maybe. the Seahawks were, were going to tank. I thought they had potential in the future. They were going to build a Super Bowl team. I, I thought like losing Russ was going to hurt them. They are by far my biggest surprise. The NFC West, I thought, was the best division in football. I had three of them making the playoffs, and the Seahawks were not one of them. And my biggest, you know, I guess disappointment or thing I didn't see happening was the Rams, like the Super Bowl champions. I told you guys. I, I didn't know it would be this bad. I mean, I, I did think they would lose the division. I thought the 49ers would win it, but I didn't see this happening. The Rams have completely, completely lost. So my biggest surprise, all NFC West, I thought three of the four were going to make it, and the Seahawks are the division leaders right now. That's crazy to me. We laughed at Noah Fant getting thrown in that deal, and look what he's done for Geno Smith as a security blanket. Yeah, I mean, and then, I mean, but I told you guys how bad Matt Stafford was. Nobody believed me last year. Just saying. Well, so he just had a high I mean, year. I mean, like my, mine are exactly the same as Kyle's. It's, well, almost the same. Like I was gonna say, the Seahawks, of course. Like I was, I was just ready as a fan. I was mentally prepared to just like bend over and take it this year. It was gonna be bad. This is like ultimate rebuild. This is, you know, this was gonna be bad. This is like I thought we were gonna be like where the Texans are right now. Like, yes, all right. Not. Let's just let's just get some picks. This is going to be a beating. And it just wasn't. Like, even the defense is starting to play up. Like, they were really bad at the beginning of the year. They're starting to come into their own. Uh, Kenneth Walker is absolutely fucking running people over. And he has a good run scheme back there. Penny looked good at the beginning of the season with that. The the lanes are open up. Uh, Tyler Lockett, like, looks like Tyler Lockett again. He's opening up and he's hurt. He's a little banged up. It still doesn't matter. Again, you were talking about Noah Fantasy security blanket. And then, and then you have, like, like that whole receiving core is so good. Metcalf, you have your big one out there. He's looked good. And Geno Smith, it, like, he's looked serviceable. Like, he's looked, he's looked good. I would dare to say he looks good. Do I think he'll look this good all year? Maybe, maybe not. But, like, if nothing else, like, they look like a decent team. And, uh, you know, despite what you said, Kyle, earlier, I do think they're going to be around. for that. I think they're going to make the playoffs. And I think they're going to be – Fine. Like, if you're saying that the Giants look good, I think the Seahawks look as good, if not better, than the Giants. Uh, They're winning the division. Right. Right. And so, like, as far as bad goes, same thing, Rams. It's like, I thought that they would be fine. I didn't think they were going to repeat. But you look at that team, and it's like, what did they lose? Whitworth? Okay, so you lost pieces in your offensive line. That brought the Von Miller, but it's like those two pieces brought the good before whole kingdom down. Yes, exactly. I don't think Von Miller was like the whole deal. They still have Donald. Like, they brought the whole thing down. Their defense is bad. Question. Their defense is bad. Yeah. Kevin O'Connell not running that offense. Do you think yeah. that might have something to do with it? I think it has something to do with it, but look at all of the different things. Like 
Their secondary is bad. It was Ramsey. Like, they're not getting to the quarterback as much as they should. Their, their D-line is one of their strengths, but it's still bad. Like, it's like Donald's not – it's not even on him. Like, they're just Cooper, getting destroyed. Cooper Cup's having surgery. Button, right? Cooper Cup's having right. surgery, so he's out. Is, they have the worst run game in the entire NFL. The worst. Well, yeah. Worst, like, well, I, worse than the Chiefs, which is insane. Good. Then, like, what the fuck? Did they you sign have, so Stafford to an extension? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, they did. After that was the Super Bowl, yeah, they did. Like, Stafford's looked bad, but, like, he's not even the worst. Like, he's not the only bad part of it. Like, I'm not trying to stick up for Stafford because he's been bad. But, like, their offensive line has been atrocious. Every receiver not named Cooper Cup has been atrocious. Their running game is yeah. the worst in the league. Their defense, which is supposed to be one of the scariest in the entire NFL, is one of the like, – especially in the secondary, they're cakewalk. Like, what in the hell happened here? Like, what happened? Well, don't get carried away. Don't get carried away. A year ago, 10 weeks in, we were talking Stafford MVP. So, hey, so I, you know, no, no, we – we – we, you, you, guys, you. you guys were, I mean, ESPN, so, you know, give him an extension. He won a Super Bowl for him. He made him a deadly team. Um, you know, they were already good. I get that. But yeah, Stafford isn't the, Stafford's a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, yes. I, Hall of Fame. I, the bad he's years. also hurt though. He's also hurt though. So I don't think he, like, when I don't is he not hurt? I think he's when is Stafford fans not going to use that as an excuse that always hurt, always hurt, always hurt. Okay. Like I'm also like not throwing him away. He's better than a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, but like he's not Mahomes or anyone like that. So like, I do think that it's not his necessarily all on him, but like, he's definitely not played up to where he should, like he's not playing like an elite quarterback in this situation either though. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not an elite quarterback. And McVay's not looking like an elite coach right now. That's the other thing. A lot of these coaches are like top coaches. and includes the Chargers. But, a lot of these coaches are. But think about these, Sean McVay. He keeps getting these offers to go be an analyst. Look at the money that Amazon Prime just gave Kirk Herbstreet to go be a color commentary in the NFL. Sean McVay's been asked to do Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. For ever since he he had his first good year at the Rams, do you think maybe be. that money and those thoughts are creeping in Sean McVay's head as I can go make more money and not have to stress out and work 17, 18 yeah. hour days? I'm, I'm I might be you know not to pull the best looking women like I do now, but right, <laughs> but look at what Kirk Herbstreet Kirk Herbstreet got buku's of money for Thursday night garbage games. As a as a as a color commentary guy for Amazon Prime, look the kind of money Sean McVay could make. They would hand hand him color commentary on Sunday Night Football or or um or Monday Night Football right now if if if, if he decided to do it. And but the type I, of money he would him make. Winning that, him winning that Super Bowl, with those those thoughts are probably hitting his head now. I think he had a Super Bowl ready team. He wanted to win it. He did it now. Youngest head coach to win a Super Bowl, I believe. Right. So I I definitely think he got the He'd have the willpower to leave now, but to leave before unfinished business, that's hard to do, you know, because he knew he could do it. You know, and I think, you know, Aaron, Aaron Donald talked about retiring after last season. I, <laughs> they keep playing like the air is he's not coming back for another year. Yeah. 
So you, on a side note, something I thought was very interesting was that I thought Kareem Hunt was going to get traded off the Browns at the trade deadline. I was shocked that he didn't. I thought he was going to go back to the Chiefs. I thought he could have gone anywhere. I was shocked. I thought he was going to go to the Rams. I'm shocked that he stayed on the Browns, considering that the Browns are out of it. And speaking of the Browns, like, what do you do? You think that Voldemort's going to make that big of a difference when he comes back in, or do you think that this team is still going to be a bottom feeder even with him in? I think maybe because they're out of it, you don't want to risk injury to the best running back in the NFL this year. So you keep, but they're not running hunts but you keep cream hunt to get some of those carries that you're not going to give Chubb. But, but, the, the, but they're not, you, here's what's crazy. They, since the deadline, they haven't used Kareem hunt like that. And like, and their third string running back is like, a, is very, very good. Uh, like he had a bunch of offers like in uh, free agency, but they re-signed him. I forgot his name, but like, he's actually really good too. Like, so, and, and Kareem Hunt is on his on his like this is his last year of his deal. I think so, the reason why they didn't trade him is because, and I think a lot of it has to do with they didn't get what they thought they could get for him. You know, if you're going to get a late back. round, but but I mean, I think we're talking about the Browns organization. We well, are top, top three yes, worst. We are. Top three worst. They're going to think they can get more yeah. for somebody than they can. And I don't think – I think they thought they could have got more for him or the whole let's – we suck. Let's not risk injuring Chubb. I I think, if anything, it's that they overplayed their hand and thought that maybe, like, they could get more than they – but, like, at the same time, they, even the whole the, – you know what I actually think it was? Because at the time, they were still three and six, and they had just come off of a win against the Bengals. Deep down, somewhere deep down, I think that they might have been like, you know what? We're still in this bitch. Yeah, Deshaun's coming We're back. still in it. Yeah. Yeah. But, Who? But even even when, Voldemort. His name is Voldemort. Okay, whatever. But when he comes back, do you legitimately think that he's going to do asking. anything? It's been, what, two and a half seasons since he's played in the league? I don't think he'll be anything until – I think next year he might be okay. But as far as this year goes, I don't think he's shit. Yeah, I don't. I think if they, I, I think they have a better. I would argue that they have a better chance to win with Brissett than with Voldemort coming off of the couch. But you need to play him to see to get him back yes. into game shape. That's the only. That's the only problem. Of course. So why course. not sit Chubb, put Cream Hunt out there, so you're not endangering your best player on your. Uh, offense. But they won't do that either. They won't do that. They're not going to do that. They don't do that. They just aren't. They didn't. They haven't done it yet. They've been dead in the water. They just nope. Still Nick Chubb. All, like he has a huge workload. They just haven't cared. That being said, we will end it there. At the end of the show, as you know, I like to come up with some fun facts or some questions for the guys. I have a little list here before uh, I give everybody their little hot take minute, and. Uh, and here they are. Did you guys know former 49er great Steve Young is the great, great, great grandson of Brigham Young? 
former bull Scotty Pippen blew through 120 million like that. Do you guys know two days out of the year in America that there's no Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, or NFL games? There's only two days out of 365 days a year that there is no sports. That would be the MLB All-Star break the day before and the day after. Does anybody know what city holds the professional, all professional teams wear the same colors? Their Major League Baseball, their NHL team, and their NFL team? Wait, what was it? One city. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Kyle Black and yellow. Oh, oh hey. There you go. Thank you, Wiz Khalifa. Yep. <laughs> and actually, that was the thing on this article that I, that I did see that they said Wiz Khalifa made a song about it. Uh, Major League Baseball umpires are required to wear black underwear while on the job in case they split their pants. Huh. That's somehow. <laughs> In 1986, Danny Heat became the first player in a World Series to be designated hitter, DH, with the initials, DH. (laughs) That's a flex. The average lifespan of an MLB baseball is five to seven pitches. Wow. Yeah, think about that, five to seven pitches. How many pitchers or how many pitches does a pitcher, a starting pitcher usually throw? You know, before they get taken out, thirty to ninety pitches. Yeah, you know that's it's it's an it's how many baseballs that they have to make for that. That's crazy. A lot of balls. One at bat. In the NFL, during World War II, there was two teams that didn't have enough players because of going into war, and they combined to make one team. Does anybody know what two teams that was, or what the name of the one single team was? That. It was the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers that combined during World War II, the 1943 season, to make the Steagles. Wow. Steagles. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Kite flying is a professional sport in Thailand. What? That's got to be intense. Let's go to Thailand. Well, how, do you, how do you get points? <laughs> I didn't look up the rules. So a fun Thanks. fact about, a fun fact about the Olympics. Uh, you guys all know the rings that cover it in the different colors that they're yellow, green, red, black, and blue. They were selected because at least one flag in the world or covers every flag in the world. Colors. That's awesome. The longest tennis match took place in 2010 at Wimbledon. John Isner of the United States beat Nicholas Mahut of France in a match that lasted 11 hours and five minutes. It took three days to complete. Wow. 11 hours to take to beat one, one opponent. You know, that's, that's not even a team sport. That's insane. He probably bragged about yeah. <laughs> Basketball <laughs> legend Wilt Chamberlain never fouled out of a game. That's insane. I can believe that. Golf is the only sport to be played on the moon. And the last one, the home team in the NFL must provide the referee with 36 footballs 
for each game. That I didn't know. That Inflated came up during you... that came up during Inflategate. <laughs> we we have those... five Brokowskis now joining the joining the chat. <laughs> and those are my little crazy tidbits of the day, my sports tidbits. Uh, yeah, the actually the Steelers and the Eagles one I did hear before because sometimes I find myself in Netflix documentaries or some shit like that. And yeah, there was some people sitting around smoking a lot of weed and 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 you know to come up with the Steelers. <laughs> now before we end the show, I like to give everybody a small minute for a hot take. Anything anybody wants to go over, I hand it to AVZ first. Oh man, I don't know one yet. I, I didn't think about it. Uh, if I can get one hot take, hmm, what could I do? Well, what what's the best one? I guess I'll go with a football one. Uh, I go with uh, I think that the Eagles will lose in the wild card round of the playoffs this year. I think the Eagles are not who they are. I think they will make the playoffs, but they're they're going to go out early and I think they're going to I think that their uh record I think they're taking at least 3 to 5 losses uh through the rest of the regular season. I agree that's something I think about the Eagles also that they're going to at least, you know, they're going to choke. Lose four more games and they got a tough one not next week, but the following week against the Green Bay Packers. And if Green Bay gets on, it could be tough. Yeah. Dan O'Mac. Wow. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. I got you. Um, I got the Nets. They're going to trade KD. <laughs> and then Milwaukee you, Bucks. You can't even say that with a straight face. Hey, man, KD <laughs> already complaining. Still. He already so, asked for one. They told him no. Blow it up. I'll give you a, I'll give you my hot take. The hottest young offensive NFL head coach candidate is the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. He's going to get a head coaching job in the league somewhere next season. Ben Johnson. That's my hot take. All right. Since we have 15 Brokowskis, I'll give my hot take is (laughs) USA (laughs) football (laughs) world cup. USA is going three and oh, winning the group, winning the group stage before they go on. They're sweeping. They're beating England. That's my hot take. I like that. hot take. Um, USA, man, they always try every World Cup, but like the rest of the world seemed to got their number. And I don't know, this year they just seem really hot. So I hope they win out that group. It looks, don't look too difficult to get out of that first group at all, but we will see. I'll go with my hot take because I don't know if Brokowski's even there anymore. Uh, Green Bay's going to turn it around. I think think Green Bay's going to turn it around in that win uh, this past Sunday was huge for them um they're going to get a little bit more of a rhythm matt lafour is going to pull his head out of his butt hopefully the defense is going to pick up a couple interceptions each game they seem to do a little bit better and uh 
Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have one of those uh, statistically great years, but I think he's going to lead the team and everybody's perception of them is wrong. Uh, they had some bad weeks. I think it all came down to rhythm and plays from both ends, offense and defense. And we lost to some bad teams and, you know, we're not going to win them out the rest of this year, but we're going to make a playoff team. And remember, they won the Super Bowl as a sixth seed. Didn't Pittsburgh do that too? There's a couple teams that do it. It can be done. It can be done. And the way the playoffs is set, there's seven, you know, there's seven seeds. And like I gave that stat about the whole NFC earlier, you're probably going to get three teams out of the NFC East. Yeah. You get three teams out of the NFC East. They don't have the longevity to go deep into the playoffs. You're going to get these experienced teams, the, the smoke show teams that, you know, Kyle brought up, like the Packers, like the Bucks, Jimmy you know, G, 49ers. If anyone's a smoke show, it's definitely Jimmy G. You know, they're going – these teams are going to get good playoff matches possibly, and you never know. The NFL's wild this year. Brokowski, what you got? I think the Eagles are not going to lose out and fail and fumble. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they probably will lose, you know, two games, probably three. But they're going to make the playoffs, probably make the NFC Championship game. I don't think that they would win that game. But I do think that they're going to go deep this year. I think that Hurts has turned out to be the real deal. And he's not going to win MVP, but he's definitely going to – by the end of the season, he's going to have enough to his name to where he should have – at least he's going to be number two. Let's say he'll be runner-up for it. This isn't a hot take, but is there a more entertaining head coach to watch in a press conference than the Miami Dolphins head coach? <laughs> oh, dude, I love that guy. <laughs> he, yeah, he Dan. Told stop, he told Justin Fields to stop running. He didn't listen. <laughs> and it made yes. me mad. It really made me mad. That was great. Uh, Guys, <laughs> it was a great return from talking sports. We had so much to go over. But until next time, see ya. PWE would like to thank our partners Whirlwind Productions Detroit Rue Psychedelics and our sponsors Brain Jerk Entertainment and Jayquist Photography Welcome to the new beginning.